0: It's not a party, we will party hard. And welcome to another great edition of That Sports Show. That's not just any sports show, it's That Sports Show. I am Jeremy the Impact York, your amazing host. This is Impact Media's weekly all-sports show where we cover uh, football, college and pro, especially in the Atlanta area. We cover soccer or football. We're going to get into some lacrosse some rugby later down the road, those kinds of things. And then my amazing picks that were, my goodness, they were terrible. And we'll just go ahead and say they were terrible. So, welcome in. Obviously, we do not usually do the show this late. I know I say this a lot, but this week, uh, to say I was under the weather is like saying I was Patrick Star under the rock. Not the rock, under A-Rock, the one he lives under, Spongebob. Reference for people who don't have an idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, Uh, it didn't hit me super hard, but it was super hard to be able to talk for more than five minutes without either having a coughing fit or sneezing my head off. For those that were worried, thank you, I'm fine. Everything negative on the big front. It was just a change of weather, just... Really, really, uh, really, really hammered me there. And that's fine. I'm feeling pretty good, which is good because it's a huge week. There's a bunch of stuff to get into. We're not only recording that sports show today. We're recording Board Check. We're going to finish all the shows by tonight. Have them up for you. And then, hey, Strong Style will be more than likely tomorrow night. So we'll be right behind it. Tons of big stuff to talk about there in the MMA and pro wrestling world. But as I said, this is. This is that sports show. Yes, the games have started. I released my picks for the week earlier, right before uh, all the games started. Um, I'll go over them again here. Like I said, with my picks, I went one and four in college and one and four in pros. But last week was upside down crazy. In fact, I can actually give you an update here in a minute. As to how I did um, with the college picks this week. a short drink there so that we are able to talk. (coughs) Alright, let's dive right in to some NFL notes, news and notes. Odell Beckham Jr. was released by the Cleveland Browns. Some people thought he was going to the Saints. Some people thought he was going to I don't know, name any other team. Then, out of nowhere, he signs with the LA Rams. What? But there are some clues we should have put together about why he would like LA. First of all, he's Odell Beckham Jr. He does what he wants. Secondly, he's friends with LeBron James, mainly from being in Cleveland. He's friends with LeBron James. Well, Where's LeBron James right now? He's with the Lakers in L.A. Okay. Third, Beckham wants a ring. He can talk about getting his numbers, and he can talk about getting his money. But how far has that gotten? He wants a ring. The Rams give him one of the best shots to do that. And then now I could understand people saying, well, if he goes to the Rams... Well, they've already got Cooper Cup, who is possibly the top receiver in uh, the known planet. You can make that argument. Oh, well, they, they, they've got Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods, another all-world wide receiver. And they've got, I mean, we can go up and down their roster. They've got unlimited weapons. Them and the Cowboys pretty much have Madden All-Star teams on offense. They do. But apparently, there was a development on Friday that made this make more sense. Now, I don't know which happened first. This is a chicken and the egg thing here. I don't know if Odell Beckham Jr. signs first. Or I don't know if Robert Woods potentially tore his ACL in practice Friday first. Yep, you heard that right. That sucks. But here's the thing, is that Robert Woods, while yes, he can run deep just like Cooper Cup, they are route runners. OBJ can be a route runner, but he likes being a deep threat. He likes the home run ball because he likes to score. All receivers want the ball, and all receivers want to score. But some of them know picking up five and six here. <coughs> Picking up five or six here, as opposed to trying to get the twenty-five or thirty, it may or may not happen. Well, it, it seems to be a better success. the The crazy thing is, is even though he signed as late as he did. The Rams play Monday night. In fact, one of the yes, they play in San Francisco. To uh, I'm not gonna say crumbling, but they just can't stay healthy over there. They they love to apparently have people in the building who can't play more than five games at a time. Sean McVay has not ruled out Odell Beckham Jr. playing on Monday night. He's not a ruly man either. So what does this mean? This means OBJ signed to be with the Rams and they play Monday night and Robert Woods is out potentially for the rest of the year with an ACL tear. That's what this means. Will he play? Yeah, he could. I, if he's healthy and knows a little bit about the Playbook, I'd put him in. Why not? If nothing else, give him a couple routes and say, just run those. It seems to me that the Rams, who are known for, they don't like to take risks in the draft. Well, they do. Sally at Cooper Cup. And for what it's worth, Jared Goff did get them to a Super Bowl. They are okay. With taking as many picks as they can and packaging them for known things. Well, here they got to sign a free agent, and in doing so, if the Rams were not already one of the favorites for the Super Bowl, I think they just they've moved themselves into the top two or three because they've already got a stellar defense and kind of like the Dallas offense. Who's going to stop them? Now, before the OBJ signing, I had thought that this other signing would be the biggest signing of the week. Because you see this late, you don't, I mean, we didn't know how the Odell Beckham thing was going to play out. Um. So when we hear that Carolina had signed Cam Newton, because Darnold is going to be out for a handful of weeks. It made sense to me. Because you got to think, there are other options. They signed Matt Barkley. I didn't know Matt Barkley was still in the league. And they signed when well, they had P.J. Walker, who I believe was an AAF standout. Pretty sure he was. I think I remember seeing him play live. I did go to a handful of those games. That was a good leap. So why not try to salvage the season and bring back Cam Newton? which they did. So they're going to roll with, I believe, P.J. Walker and Matt Barkley this week. Next week, I would imagine it's between Cam and P.J. Walker. Matt Barkley will probably get released, put on a practice squad, something like that. But Carolina's got to do something. The South is wide open. As we speak, Tampa Bay it's having a pretty good t- a pretty tough time against the Washington football team. I think they're down <clears> 13 nothing. Um you got the Saints who are currently losing 6 nothing to Tennessee. You got the Falcons who are down 14 to 3, I believe, to Dallas. <clears throat> and everybody's within a couple games of each other in that division. Why not try to salvage it and do something? And it's a feel-good story. This could be Cam's last year in the league anyway. Why not finish with the team you started with? And it puts tookuses in seats. When you put the more tookuses, you put, I don't even know if that's a word. But otherwise, people who may have stayed home to watch suddenly want to come see Cam play one last time or they remember the heyday of Cam Newton where the team was pretty decent, at least and competitive. Now those people are going to want to come see this. So go for Carolina, David Tepper, I believe. See, and also, we know Matt Barkley's not the answer. Cam is, is only the the plug in the, in the hole in the boat for this year. P.J. Walker... Could eventually compete. They may keep him as a backup. He's a a decent player. But I think we're pretty sure at this point Sam Darnold's not the answer. Now they are financially attached to him at the moment. And that's not saying they won't try to make a play for Deshaun Watson, but then you got to do something with Sam Darnold. If you cut him loose, you still owe him a bunch of money. Does Houston have any interest in him in order to package him to send him that way? I don't think I would. Turns out Sam Darnold and and Josh Rosen may have a lot in common. uh, Unless they're perennial backups, I'm not sure they're going to make it work. Yeah, Cam to Carolina. I like it. Uh, turns out Aaron Rodgers lied about his vaccination status. Green Bay got fined $300,000 for this. Rodgers and uh, Lazard actually got $14,650 fines apiece because they both lied. And, and not only... They didn't get fined because they lied. They got fined because in lying, they were portraying the fact that they were vaccinated, which means they didn't wear masks in places that they should have, per the NFL mandate. So what is the aftermath of all this? Well, Rodgers actually cleared protocol. Pretty sure he's going to play today. But the big news about this is Aaron Rodgers... Continues to do what he wants to do. And we don't know if this was a slap on the hand. Uh, I know the organization is not happy about having to pay a bunch of money out. Lazard probably is not happy either because it called attention to him. But in the end, he clears protocol. Like I said, he's probably playing today. Unlike Big Ben. Who uh, tested positive yesterday, and will be out this week. We already know that, what is his name, uh, Mason Rudolph, I believe, is starting. We'll see how that goes. Pretty pivotal game against Detroit. Detroit could get their first win. Who knows? We'll just see how that goes. Um, Thursday night football, i got to talk about that a little bit. Tua Loa comes in and what people think he should be a role moving forward. He could still be a starter, but they think he's probably a backup. Well, between the Miami defense and the play of Tua in the second half, Miami beats the Baltimore Ravens 22 to 10. Probably the worst Lamar Jackson has ever looked. But Hey, that's a big win over Baltimore. And for a Miami team that had, what, two wins coming into that? That's a win showing your potential. You have the ability to compete with other teams. You just for some reason had not put it all together. If anything, unless absolute disaster happens, this could be a job-saving win for uh, Flores, Coach Flores. But good for them. I think Tua could potentially be a starter. He he needs somebody. <clears throat> he needs somebody to help mold him and and show him how to round the edges off in his game. There's a lot of corners that he's got to get himself around. But good win for Miami. I know a couple of Miami fans, they were super happy on Friday, and they should be. Uh, last bit of news there, Russell Wilson, who, because of that hand injury and the pin in his middle finger, uh, was supposed to be out for four to six weeks. Well, I'll tell you right now, it's been three weeks, and he's playing today. They said he attacked the rehab with just relentlessness. And, hey, it's Russell Wilson. He's probably auditioning for his new team next year. So he's going to do what he has to do. And in Seattle, you got to know at some point he is going to move on. There's not much you can do about it. You can try to franchise him, do all these things here. Your best bet, given the season you have, is play it out and decide what you're going to do in the offseason. But you better have a plan. Because Russell does. Uh, let's go to... <clears throat> Sorry about the Falcons, since they're playing right now. They have the win in New Orleans, 27-25. to Matt Ryan had a rush touchdown, 20 for 23 or 23 for 30, 343, two, tu- two throwing touchdowns. <clears throat> uh, Ku with the winning field goal. Cordoll Patterson Patterson, six catches for 126 yards. Uh, Zacchaeus had two touchdowns. They're playing Dallas right now. Dallas is a nine-point favorite. Well, they're up 18 points right now and driving. No, Atlanta has the ball, okay. But Matt Ryan is having an MVP year. He may be the only one on the team that is. Well, Patterson. But it is a interesting season in Atlanta. I've made the argument in multiple weeks already this year. That I would hang on the mat for another year before potentially moving on. For one, you have nobody back to replace him. Okay, hey, folks, seriously, let's let's get off the, the, the Matt Ryan is bad train. Patterson doing everything he can. He's finally in a role that seems to suit him. And like I said a while ago, this division's pretty open. Sure Tampa's is the favorite. New Orleans is pretty good. Carolina and Atlanta aren't that far down. Weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened. But, like I said, the Falcons have got Dallas right now. They're not having a rough, I mean, they're having a rough go of it early. But we'll see what materializes out of that. Let's stay on football real quick. Georgia State Panthers had a game uh, two Thursdays ago where they faced the Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Raising Cajuns, a top 25 ranked team. The rush attack of Tucker Craig and uh, Jam Williams combined for 209 yards. Greg was uh, 23 carries for 99 yards. And uh, I think Granger had a little bit on this, too. And a touchdown. Jam had 15 carries for 82 yards. There it is. Granger had 11 carries for 28. Uh, The defense led by Vincial, Moore, Crawford, and Gore. They all had sacks. Tavius Lane and Blake Carroll. Also, uh, they had uh, they were the big tackle monsters, but ultimately it came down to Georgia State uh, could not come back in the end. Twenty-one to seventeen, Louisiana. Now, you could definitely go online and see the press conference. Um coach knows they had a chance there. They they looked at it and they said, "We all we got to do is go down there and score, we got it." And they unfortunately come up a little short. A lot of people wonder if they're going to be able to beat a ranked opponent or you know, what's considered the top teams even in the Sun Belt. Now, the Sun Belt are going to be adding four more teams within the next two years, I believe. Those being, those being, uh, James Madison, Marshall, Old Dominion, <clears throat> Old Dominion, and Southern Mississippi, which tells you a lot of what you need to know. And that Georgia State, whether you thought they were going to try to leave the Sun Belt or not, I personally didn't think they were, doesn't look like they will because the Sun Belt is actually building up as a conference. Now, James Madison is a team that played in FCS, so they're going to move up to FBS. It makes sense for them to join. But the other three schools, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, mess with Marshall, willing to find better homes than the conference they were in, well, they wanted to be in the Sun Belt. Now, <clears throat> a little bit of a spoiler alert, given when this is happening, when this is being recorded. Georgia State did play another ranked opponent in their division in the Sun Belt in Coastal Carolina just last night. And we're going to break the game down a little more on this upcoming week's show. But, spoiler alert, Georgia State beat a ranked opponent last night. And it was glorious. It The end played out a little bit like the Louisiana game, except for a slightly different outcome. We'll talk about more of that next week because I will talk about their other opponents coming up. They got two games coming up to end out the regular season, and they sit at 5-5. Of course, you need six wins for a bowl game. But they got Arkansas State at home, and they got Troy at home. And things are only up and up and looking pretty good for those Panthers. Now let's round out the show here talking about Atlanta United. They had the win in Cincinnati 2-1 where Miles Robinson in the 70th and Joe Mar, Joseph Martinez in the 79th minute made sure to put them ahead 2-1. to one. They end the year in 5th place. Unfortunately, that means they will not host a playoff game so far. It depends on which season the fans, obviously. But I do know that their next game will be on the 21st of November, which will be... It's coming up Sunday. We will break this game down a little bit more on this week's upcoming show. Uh, if everything goes as planned, Tuesday or Wednesday. If it does not, Thursday. But either way, they will be at New York City, NYCFC. That is going to be on ESPN Deportes and ABC. So depending on who's calling the game, I may watch the Spanish broadcast because I very much enjoy it. But we will see about that. To know that Atlanta United was almost dead in the water. Get the coaching change between the interim and then now we get Pineda. This team did such a turnaround that um, they are very much... They are very much in the running to still take some people down in the playoffs. But, yeah, just the, the, the turnaround of Atlanta United is has just been – it's what we knew this team could be. We're not going to say that it's not super surprising. We knew this team was this good. They just had to have the right leader outlining the right path for them. Because I'm not saying they were bad coaches that they had. They didn't have bad coaches. They had really good coaches. Just the scheme and the talent didn't line up. Let me do a football analogy just to help you out. If if you have an offensive coordinator who loves to pass the ball, but on offense your three greatest weapons are your quarterback and your two running backs who love to run, then passing the ball is not going to help a lot if you don't have good receivers. So that's kind of the way the last couple coaches have been for Atlanta, They, we had Tata Martinez, who very much wants to play up, be aggressive, and take shots up front. Well, that's kind of what Pineda wants to do now as well. He's not quite like Tata. He's he is a, in a slightly different manner, but he still has to be super aggressive. The coaches in between there, Frank DeBoer and... Gabriel Heinzo like to play more defensive and start the attack in the back and build it moving forward. You can kind of see where if you don't have the right personnel, that could be kind of a mixture of chaos in the back. But after turning over some of the roster, now having Pineda, we seem to have a pretty good roster. Now you're going to see a little bit of turnover in the offseason, but until then, We are excited to see what United can do. All right, let's get into the picks. As I said, college and pro last week I went one and four, but it was upside down chaos week. And I will use that excuse because I can't. This week, make sure I did not outline my picks, but I know what the picks were. All right. I think I was able to see a lot of these games, too. Here were my picks for the week in college. I told you to take number eight, Oklahoma, over number 13, Baylor. That was my one blemish of the week. Oklahoma, they always say when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I agree with that. Neither one of them could really do anything against Baylor. Told you to take Michigan over Penn State. Great win by Michigan. Told you to take Ole Miss over Texas A&M in a slight upset. Could win for Lane and crew there. Told you to take Herm Edwards and the Arizona State squad against Washington. Good call there. Told you to take number 12, Wake Forest, at home versus NC State. That went down to the wire. Wake Forest still pulled out the victory. That's four and one this week. So you know how I did in college. Well, how am I doing in the pros? Well, I told you take New Orleans over Tennessee. They're currently tied six to six, I think, in the going into halftime. That sounds right. But take New Orleans over Tennessee. I posted all these beforehand, so I'm not just picking winners or anything. Told you to take New England over Cleveland. Pretty sure New England's up like 21-3 to 3 or something like that. Told you on Sunday night football, take the Las Vegas Raiders over the Kansas City Chiefs. Las Vegas is at home. On Monday night football, take the Road Dogs. They're not dogs, but the Roadies. The LA Rams, potentially Odell Beckham, his first game as a Ram. Take them in San Francisco. And this was tough. This one, I, I try not to pick easy games. Take Minnesota in the 4 o'clock window there over the L.A. Chargers. Um, I don't know if it'll be the Kirk Cousins show, but I feel like Minnesota is going to find some way that even Justin Herbert can't, can't bring them back. So take Minnesota. So in conclusion, in summary, New Orleans over Tennessee, New England over Cleveland, the Raiders over Kansas City, the Rams over the 49ers, and Minnesota over the L.A. Chargers. And that's going to do it for us this week. Shout-out to all you amazing listeners and fans who make coming on here each and every week so much fun. But that has been the latest edition of that. Report show I am Jeremy the impact York from impact media we will see you guys next week deuces gooses